Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast, episode 82. I am Mopar. I am Commander Cody. Thank you guys for tuning in. I got my mic plugged back in right in the perfect amount of time. It's planned. This stupid thing, like, it always flips around and then it, I can't, it just falls and it's pointing straight at the desk. That's why you, That's why you like to hold yours. Yeah, but I got a type and like a drink and just what so just <laughs> sits right in front of my face. Speaking of drink. Thanks everyone for <laughs> tuning in. Um, if you this is your first time, maybe we are the Rogue Squadron Podcast. Beer, comedy, conversation, Star Wars discussions, nerd, nerd stuff, nerd video nonsense, games, yep. nerd nonsense. That's the best way to describe it, really. Um, it sounds like Mopar wants to get right into the beer review, like, immediately. I'm excited because this is not a local beer. I had to travel to far reaches of Carolinas. Yeah, North Carolina to get it. Yeah. We uh, do have a guest that we'll be bringing on in a second. But as you know, I like to do a beer review every episode, so we're going to get that out of the way first. Mm-hmm. It's true. Any other... News or nonsense really, that we got to talk about. It's really nice outside. Beautiful. We should stop recording and go outside. We should record outside. That's what we really should do. I mean, we already started, but next time it's nice, <laughs> we should record outside. People will be able Scheduled. to hear the traffic and the birds and shit in the background. <laughs> the birds. I think all the birds went south already. We already had a frost, didn't we? It's not, Ohio. I've been might out. not even get a frost this year. I haven't been outside in <laughs> weeks. Um, Skyrim <clears throat> Remaster came out. Battlefield 1 came out. Battlefield 1 came out. Yeah. Two good um, games. Sucking my time. So I switched from Battlefield 4 and Dark Souls to Battlefield 1 and Skyrim. I always have like two games going at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't download it though, did you? Didn't download what? Skyrim. Nope. Not going to buy it. Oh, I refusing. I didn't see the worth. I still have a 360 that runs Skyrim, so I don't mind just using that. No, I, I know. It's not. It is a little pricey, I think. If it was like 35 bucks or 40 bucks, probably would have been better. But uh, the mods on the console is the biggest thing. Yeah. The one funny one that I saw, there are all, there's a lot of funny ones, but uh, yeah. there was one that had, you can listen to the Toe Jam and Earl soundtrack <laughs> instead of the Skyrim soundtrack. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, yeah. The goofiest one I saw was it replaces all the dragons with Thomas the Train Engine. <laughs> so there's just train cars flying around the fucking sky. That's hilarious. Absolutely insane. Yeah, there's cool ones. I mean, I'm sure there's one where it's like, you wield a lightsaber instead of whatever or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. And people are just going to keep developing them. So, Oh, yeah. There was a cool one there. Uh, your companion would be a saber cat. That's fucking sweet. It would just follow you around. I would love to have more animal companions. Oh, yeah. But I didn't even do much. I made my character and I got to uh, Whiterun. And that's it. So I haven't really delved into it. Tommy Boy, we were playing it earlier today and Tommy Boy said he's never done the... Um, Stormcloaks? Really? Where you go into Whiterun and fuck stuff up, and it's like the best thing ever. Because yeah. you, you're starting Whiterun, it's like it's the right city. There. Yeah. And then at the end, you could just destroy it and take it over. I'm like, man, you've never done that? It's like the Fighters Guild for Skyrim. That's so weird. Yeah. Dark Brotherhood's I, my thing. I'm excited to get onto that quest. I've never done that. And you I, gotta I get just on started. That. That's I, like a fan favorite of I, Elder Scrolls, is Dark Brotherhood stuff. I just started it. I went out and killed that orphan lady. 
Um, and then the Dark Brotherhood gave me a note. I haven't read the note yet. Here it is. <laughs> I said, who who gave this to you? He said, I don't know. It was really dark and scary. That's the guy. Right. what the guy said, the courier. Yeah. But awesome. uh, cool. So yeah, dive into the beer. <clears throat> we'll talk about all this shit later. Um, so today we have Foothills Brewing Hopium. Um, I came across this a few weeks ago. It was about a month ago when I was last in um, North Carolina. Jesus. But I stopped at a local tavern pub bar and they were blasting BT Bam. In the bar? Yeah. I <laughs> nice. walked in uh, and I got to the, the hotel and I was just like, I just need to go out to a, a bar, grab a beer or something. Yeah. And I looked up tavern slash bar and it took me right there. Walked in, heard metal. Um, and I was just like, uh, this place is fucking amazing. Um, there's only a few people in there, but it was kind of just way, uh, it was kind of like a dive bar, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I said, I want an IPA. Just give me something that's perfect. And he's like, Hopium, got it. Give me and he gave it to perfect. me. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> so I've already had this. I really enjoy it. I pretty much am guaranteed to give it a three, but... <laughs> At least uh, we'll we'll, because I wanted to bring it back and kind of oh yeah drink it here because it's not Hills Brewing huh because I asked uh, the local uh, crafted drafts if he has this and he said I wish distribution sucks kind of yeah for certain places so well IPA sniff test sniff test is straight up IPA yeah it is just uh, (laughs) a IPA I don't see oh there we go um what day is it right now to Saturday to Saturday. I'm so scattered on my days. We usually record on Wednesday, and then you were gone, and now I'm just, like, all messed up. Oh, 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 here it is. So, IBUs is 78, which is not that high for, uh, it's a solid. No, that's um, a, that is high. I, I'm, I 100 guess I'm, is the max until yeah. Stone decides to make one that's, like, 120 just because. Well, they did. <laughs> they have 100 yeah. plus, but, um, and then the uh, ABV is 6.25. So, a solid drinking beer, slightly mm, higher than normal. Yep. You, that sound you just made reminded me of E.T. for some reason. I don't know why. I've never seen E.T. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's on the list of like famous movies I've never seen. But before I talk about all those movies, we should drink this. It's citrusy. Citrusy smell. Hmm. Oh, my God. It's smooth. It's bitter. It's citrusy. It's got well, a little zest in there. I wouldn't say smooth. It's smooth for an IPA. Yeah. It doesn't ruin your... Buds, no, I think mm. it's easy drinking. It, there's just the right amount of citrus in it. I don't know. There's a little more malt too than IPAs usually have. I was just reading the back. Some hoppy, some yum, nutty malts. Um, addition of tangerine, tangerine hops, Simcoe hops. That's the yeah. We're back with the Simcoe. Simcoe. We need to do a whole class on all that stuff on hops, so we don't sound like. There, goons while we're trying to freaking there might be like you pay a hundred dollars and have like a full beer class or something we should just be or you just go to actual in the back and like teach us the ways yeah do it before we uh brew a beer in co in co coercion co <laughs> there's a word i can't think of it co-op beer until we yeah until we in collaboration in collaboration with actual we should probably know what we're talking about but no this is this is good man i like it what good choice uh, what we're talking about um, is it's in the books that we will be brewing a beer um, with actual brewing, which is a local brewery. Um, but brewery. next time, who we've had on the, on the podcast a, a couple times, but he works there. So we're going to, in collaboration, yes, Good job. <laughs> do a beer with them. I don't know. We don't know what type of beer. We were thinking maybe like a red 
IPA, which would be, I think that sounds delicious. Yeah. And it goes kind of with the whole rogue, rogue squadron, like the red. red yeah. Five. It's going to be, it's going to be released or drank, I should say, at our Rogue One event when the movie comes out in December. Yeah. So we actually got to get over there kind of quick right now. Cause we got like six weeks till Rogue One. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a lot coming out next week. We've got Dr. Strange. I completely forgot about <clears throat> Dr. Strange. Um, I 100% forgot about Dr. Strange. It's got a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Or it was like 97 the last time I checked. Everybody's loving it. I like I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I just recently saw him in The Imitation Game. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about that. It's really good. It's like, it's like a spy movie. It's about the Enigma Code in World War II. So the Germans were using these Enigma sh- machines. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, the and it would just... It was basically impossible to crack. And they would change the setting on the on the machine every day so even if you cracked it for one day they change the setting on it the next day and now now it's impossible to oh, crack again so they were trying to like solve the machine not just like that days mm-hmm. and yeah benedict cumberbatch is the lead scientist researcher on on that nice but i must i'm a sap for world war ii world war one stuff i like it saving private Hence ryan your obsession with battlefield one oh dude it's I so accurate I, I just haven't gotten completely hooked on it yet. Yeah, it's a it's a frustrating game because it levels the playing field a lot because you're very limited in the technology. Like even if you're in a tank, the tank's a pile of shit and barely makes it over like small rubble. <sighs> Some of them look ridiculous too. Yeah, and they're just yeah big, just like a metal box. Yeah, with guns that's exactly what. It, it. Yeah, but that's kind of what they were using. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah, the gas grenades are you got to switch to gas grenades. I fucking just toss them. <laughs> In, in a, especially if it's like a smaller map, I toss them just kind of in two directions, and it'll just say enemy hit, enemy hit, and it just—it's the gift that keeps on giving. Like, <laughs> like I'll—I'll I'll die, and it'll still be counting because that gas is still hurting people. Right, and it makes it hard for them because if they put the mask on, they can't aim. Yeah, exactly. Or they can't uh, zoom in. Zoom in. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna keep playing. I'm Play something tonight in between Skyrim. Switch on and off. The the guns are very inaccurate. We're just used to Battlefield 4. Yeah. We just run around and everything we die. Everything dies. Done. First place. Whatever. No, this one's very raw. The, I mean, but it's so Battlefield. Like, you'll you'll jump into a building because someone's hurting you, and then boom, there goes the side of the building. You're like, fuck. Yep. So let me just get in this trench and lay on the ground. That's And that's how most of the war, like, it, it's efficient to do that right. in, in the game. Like, just lay on the ground in a hole and, like, take something and pop up and shoot and then lay down back in the hole. Yeah. And that's exactly what World War One was. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. I like it. And it's cool how they put in like horses and stuff. Right. And the horses actually do stuff because they are pretty quick. And you, it's really hard to fucking shoot someone off a horse because they're oh, running yeah. around. So Yeah, I noticed that. It's cool. I I, I really oh, enjoy it. Cool. The maps are astounding. Maps are astounding. The environment, the graphics and everything. It's just awesome. Yeah. So It's just a, it's a frustrating game because we're, we're not that good yet. I will continue to rage. Support class. Those guns are super accurate. Really? It's, it's I'm, weird. I'm I liking the... I'm liking the uh, the medic guns, the, the semi-automatic. Fire? Yeah, yeah, they're not as powerful as that's I what I always be. used in like World at War, mm-hmm. the World War II games. It was like the M1 Garand and those bolt action rifles and stuff. I like the just the needle you run around and just get people up as a medic. <laughs> yeah, I was running into this huge battle. It was in like a bunker, and everyone bodies are flying everywhere, and I'm just running around stabbing the ground, <laughs> hoping I like get people up, and it was working. And then this dude comes around the corner. I stab him with the medic thing. I killed him with the syringe. Yep. I was just like, dude, I'm just, just trying like to the get... defibs and four. Yeah, exactly. Just kill the enemies with yep. them. Yeah. It was pretty cool. This beer is really cool too. 
What? Always forget about the beer review because we start going off into tangents, which is cool. But no, this is this is really good, man. Yeah, I brushed my teeth before I good came choice. over. Good choice. That was a bad idea, though. Yeah, my mine's almost gone already. It's so yeah, it's really good. Not a lot of IPAs have that added malt flavor. Yeah, it, and it's I in there that, just enough to kind of like round it off. Yeah, that's what I think. It kind of milds it out just a tad, so it's not as like bitter. Right. I don't know. As bitter as hoppy. Yeah. But it's still... I'm, I'm interested that they said nutty malt. I don't know if there's different types of malt. I don't fucking know. Type of taste of the malt. It's nutty. It's, I know. I, I, I thought that as soon as I had it, too. It's pretty nutty. I love it. What's SRM? 5.7. SRM. I don't know. Look it up. By volume. SRM 5.7. Um, Al... Alcohol by volume, maybe SRM is like per milliliter. I don't know. <laughs> There's no P in there. <laughs> yeah. waiting for you to make up an acronym for it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna, but I'm not gonna. Great. So, <laughs> awesome. I'm giving this a three. I think it's super drinkable. I think it's um, mild for an IPA. So even if you're not a huge IPA fan, this might be, it's citrusy enough. It's malty enough that it kind of just... Brings it down just a tad, so it's not a, an extreme IPA. I'll say three. I'm comfortable with that. Makes me comfortable to say three. It's out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Indeed. I was uh, east of Raleigh, which is kind of on the coast. Is Raleigh the capital? Charlotte the capital. Raleigh. Yeah. Um, and that's where BT Bam's from, so yep. I was in BT Bam country. Oh, you should have went and like, found their old houses and like... Pete on their lawn. Like knocked on the door and thanked their mom for creating such amazing humans. <laughs> Thank you for getting Blake into drums. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Richardson, worship your son. Buying him the first <laughs> symbol. Um, but yeah, that was kind of in the path of the Hurricane Matthew. So, Oh, really? That's why I didn't know if this trip was gonna even going to happen. because I feel so disconnected from stuff like that because I don't watch the news. I don't have cable. And I usually unfollow like bullshit news channels and shit on Facebook. Yeah. So, and we don't live near the coast at all. So, I feel like I didn't even hear about it. But um, apparently, it was pretty bad. Yeah. There's a lot of damage. And the unfortunate thing is, like, the poverty ridden spots of town were on, like, the lower elevation. Mm-hmm. So, completely the underwater. Flood just, yeah, took out Fuck. the people that can't deal with it or probably don't have flood insurance or, like, you don't think about that fucking hurricane. I don't know. So, yeah, unfortunate, but. But they have good beer. Yeah. Move north. Ohio. Move inward. <laughs> East. <laughs> west. Um, well, that would be west. Jesus. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> so, Got all my directions messed up. <clears throat> so I guess we'll we'll move on to... There's, there's some things that I want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if Chainsaw, who is going to be our guest today, um, knows that much about... This book that I'm going to talk about, but regardless, I'm going to fucking talk about it. But I read. If he's into Star Wars, he can at least. I haven't read the book either, so we can at least chat about so it. So it's going to be. It's the Force Unleashed no, novelization. I don't know where it fits in the game story. Like if it was like the first episode I feel or like the first it is game. The game. Yeah, I've played through about half that game, and part of the book like reminded me of it, but I don't. I didn't remember. Who am I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess we'll uh, we'll ring up Chainsaw here. All right, let's do that. Get him on. What is up? Yes, sir. What's up, man? What is up? 
<laughs> you could probably only see Mopar right now. Oh. Yeah, I can see one person. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm Mopar. He talks the most anyway, so. I don't oh. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you want to go by uh, Jordan or Chainsaw or whatever fits? Whatever fits. It don't matter to me. I don't care. Chainsaw it is. Yeah, okay. All right. Saw. <laughs> saw. Just call it you bone saw. <laughs> awesome. So I, I came across your channel when I was looking up the new Metallica song, Moth into Flame. And I saw that you had a reaction video. And during that reaction video, I looked in the background and I'm pretty sure I saw a Star Wars poster and a Between the Buried to Me poster. Yes, Star Wars poster I've had since middle school. It's been there forever. And yes, Between the Buried to Me from Halloween 2009. Woo! So, yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny. They misspelled uh, the actual city they played in. They misspelled it on the poster. So... <laughs> We've seen them a lot recently. Yeah. I've seen them three times. The first time I saw them in Halloween, that was when they played The Great Misdirect for the first time in its entirety. Mm -hmm. And it was all brand new music. So basically, it was all of us standing for one hour, just standing and listening for the very first time new music. And yeah. then they played, okay, fine, we'll play White Walls. Okay. Yeah. We'll <laughs> play something else. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. It was amazing. Changed yeah. my life. They're, yeah, there's they're a band that even if you don't like that like heavy music, you just are astounded by the musicianship of the, those guys. Yeah. And what band out there does that anymore? That does an entire album in its entirety in a live Not many. show. Not many. No. Not many do concept albums anymore either. That's true. Yeah, their last one was. At first, I was kind of like yeah on it because I thought um, the Parallax Two was just perfect. Yes, it, it was. is perfect. <laughs> it is. But, the the next album after that, Coma Elliptic, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. um, I I liked it, but it took me about a couple of listens to really get a grasp of what they were doing because it was more progressive and less heavy. Yeah. So they were definitely going that more uh, poppy route in a sense, but not too far where I'm like, eh, what's going on? So yeah, but, it was yeah. somewhat of like a, a rock drama. Like I don't even or rock opera, rock opera yeah, yeah they were kind of going for that yeah but like you said it took me a few listen throughs to not I just wanted more parallax kind of stuff yeah so I had to adjust well that's yeah you anything coming from something like a parallax too like you just it was like Metallica coming off the black album they're just like do the black album again yeah and because it <laughs> wasn't more of that. because it wasn't everyone got pissed and right. I think the same it's not the same pissed, thing well everyone got pissed colors was like top tier. And then the Great Misdirect kind of down a little bit. And then they put out the EP. Okay. But then Parallax 2, like, brought it back to colors. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's hard to pick what's, which one's the better one, in yeah. my personal opinion. I was stuck on colors for a long time. I refused to say anything was better. But then I listened to Parallax 2, probably on loop for like a week. I was like, all right. Got it. I got you. <laughs> I got check, you. Check mark. You, you've yeah. been approved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult to choose. And even like the earlier stuff, it's a little more like hardcore and raw. I mean, all, all bands are going to be like that. Like Lamb of God, their earlier stuff's fucking weird. It doesn't even sound like Lamb of God. But yeah. Who recently, Priest. Who recently just came out with a, a single. Really? It's mediocre at best. Really? Yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to them in a while. And an EP. I think EP in a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, I forget what the name of the song was, but he has clean vocals. I've listened to them in a long time. Mm. I went back and listened to Sacrament recently. Still really awesome. Yeah, still really good. Yeah. So yeah. 
So talk about what you do on YouTube real quick. Plug your stuff. So we our listeners know who you are. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, so I react on YouTube. I know a lot of people don't like that, which is understandable because it's a new type of entertainment, I guess you say on YouTube. But for me, it's like um, I enjoy it and I, I don't do it for money. I don't do it for popularity. I do it because I like talking about the stuff I enjoy, which is music and movies and TV. Right. And that's why I did the Metallica reactions because – I was able to talk about it and not just ha- make a video of me just staring at a camera and go, okay, well, this is what I thought. You can actually see me listening to the song for the first time. We can experience that together, and I want to hear your thoughts. So I, I, that's why I do it. So I, I, a lot of people understand why I'm on YouTube doing it. I obviously get people who don't know who I am go, well, who, no one cares about your opinion. If that's true, then I wouldn't have over 11,000 subs. So I <laughs> Exactly. I don't know, but yeah, I, I love doing it. And I actually used to review music before I did reacting. Oh, so nice. all of but that was just like 15 minutes of me just staring at a camera going, well, this riff here, this song, and eh, you know, <laughs> right. it got, it got really, it got really repetitive, but I love what I do. And, um, yeah, I just love talking about all things I like star Wars, anything. So where, where can they find your stuff? Chainsaw reacts. Chainsaw YouTube reacts. Channel. Aha. Plug. I got you. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaw reacts anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what, what's the, so like the main topics, you know, music videos, maybe a little bit trailers. Uh, tra- yeah. Movie trailers. So yeah. I, I do have a, a question. What's the best movie trailer that you've seen in the past year? The past, like this year. Yeah. Oh, has to be Captain America, Civil War trailer two with Spider-Man reveal. It has oh, to okay. Be. Yeah. Okay. I, I lost my mind and I think that, destroyed the internet because it everybody did. it didn't matter if you had one sub or a million subs if you reacted to that trailer everybody wanted to see your reaction inspired <laughs> that's yeah. all that mattered mm-hmm. um, yeah. i actually made i'm actually I, I made a parody video of reactors and I, i'm gonna put it out a little bit later today and i literally did this thing called the runner where i put that trailer up and i'm watching it and as soon as the web sling comes down i jump out of my chair acting and i run out the door <laughs> showed up but I was literally like freaking out when I saw it live. I'm like, yeah, what did they just do? Because we thought they would wait till the movie to show him in the suit. Mm-hmm. And Marvel's just like, boom, Spider-Man, get yep. your tickets. Come on. It's- yeah. Yeah, that was Amazing. the right move. <laughs> so what was your overall thought of the movie? Uh, it, it was basically perfect. I mean, I was, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I was shocked. Um, I was shocked they didn't kill anybody. That is my one thing. I was shocked that no one died. I thought... At, at that one point where Black Widow flips at the end towards the fight where, where Black Panther's going after Cap and Bucky and she's like shooting him down or whatever. And I thought that Black Panther was going to kill Black Widow. I'm like, oh my God, are they going to kill Black Widow right now? And then I thought, well, maybe Hawkeye because he should have died, you know, in you know, Ultron, but then they killed Quicksilver. So I'm surprised they didn't kill anybody in Civil War. I am but too, I, man. They're playing it too safe, I think. I, I I completely agree, and I've said it before. I really wish. I think they could have gotten rid of like a big hitter, like if Tony died. Oh, because mm. I think at the end he was dying. Like Cap was killing him, and I thought it was just like a perfect like. I would have been done. I would have been like, this is the best Marvel movie ever. They finally went there. They went a little more DC and murdered a main character, and we see. Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead, but fuck it. I'm, I got billions of dollars. I'll just get up and walk away. And 
Yeah, I, I think I think Infinity War, you're gonna see some. Yeah, you're gonna see some people. Thanos is gonna kill people. He has to because he's the big bad for three phases. They've been teasing him. He's got to kill people. Yeah, to show how he is the top tier villain right now. He has to kill. Like he literally has to grab a hold of somebody and destroy them with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Yeah, I mean, there's that famous thing where he grabs Cap and like destroy, like breaks his neck or something. It's pretty brutal. Ooh, I, that's see, that's why I'm a huge DC fan because it's a little more gritty and a little more brutal. We don't see that a lot in their movies, but the comics and the books and stuff. Dear God, I, that's why I'm a huge <laughs> DC fan. Yeah, um, I do like how many different characters are in the Marvel universe, and they're all cool. Like Iron Man, all the way to like Spider Man. They all have their unique things. Yeah, um, but. I don't know. It's just I I connect with the more bloody, brutal, gritty. That's why I like the Batman vs Superman. I don't yeah. you know. Okay, okay. So let's ask you: BVS theatrical cut, eh or yay? What what the theatrical version? Theatrical. It was a little. They played it a little too safe, which is weird because it's already a dark movie. It was a little too long, um, and they didn't see you didn't see that true grit. So I mean, I would give it like an eight out of ten because I still really liked it. I liked it a lot. I think they had so much content that the theatrical version was watered down. It's just Doomsday. and No one liked Doomsday. And was, I, under, I understand why, but dumb. I'm kind of glad they like He's out of the introduced way. him and got him the fuck out of the way. Now we don't need to do a Doomsday movie because that would suck. Yeah. So they're just like, we'll put him in at the end here and just get rid of him. Now going forward, it's just going to be brutal. Superman's dead, which is awesome. But the extended cut is definitely oh. worth it. The extended Ooh. cut is so worth it. <laughs> as soon as they put it out digital, I, I sat there and watched it, and I kept repeating. After I watched the three-hour cut, I tweeted out saying, guys, I don't care if you hate it or love I love BVS theatrical cut. Watch the three-hour cut. This is yeah. phenomenal. Um, and your point about a Doomsday movie, that makes sense, because watching a two-hour, two 15, two-hour, 30-minute Doomsday movie, Superman solo film, just for him to die, would be like, okay, we just wasted that time because... Yeah. There's no one else to look look to. We're just going to look to Lois. I mean, no, we right. had to have Batman and Wonder Woman in there because if Superman was around for the Justice League, no one would listen to Batman. No one like Superman's going to get ready together. No, it's got to be Batman. It's got to be him. Yeah, he's the one human amongst these super gods. These gods. Yeah. So he has to do it. It makes sense. I like it at least. No one's going to pay attention to Superman anyways. He's well, not a human. You can't get into that emotion like we need you to do this. Well, like, he doesn't get it. He, there is exactly. no emotional yeah. attachment exactly. to all this. Um, but Batman. There was a Bruce uh, Wayne specifically. There's a DC movie animated film, and it really gets into the uh, understanding of why the Justice League needs Batman. And it's cool because Batman basically has a uh, plan to kill off everybody, including the Justice League. Like Justice fail League. safe. Doom, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's cool because the bad guys get into his Bruce Wayne's archive and like download all the, the fail safes mm-hmm. and they start enacting them and they start kill, like getting real close to death. And Bruce is like, wait, I know all these. So he goes and saves everybody. And at that point, at the end of the movie, they don't trust him because he had that fail safe. And he's like, you guys don't understand. I'm a human. Right. If Superman goes bad tomorrow. We're, we're all fu- fucked. We're, yeah, we're done. We can't <laughs> yeah. do anything. Yeah. So I have these just in case. So because what? I mean, what if a, an enemy comes in and he's a mind control guy and he just controls Superman and kills us all? Yeah. So makes sense. And right at the end of that movie, uh, Superman gives Batman a uh, 
Kryptonite. Kryptonite uh, bullet. Yeah. And he says, you're the only person I trust with this. Even yeah. though we're kicking you out of the Justice League, they voted on it. They said, get the fuck out. <laughs> Superman was still, literally said that. Still, yeah. Superman <laughs> still was just like, here, I trust only one person with this, and it's you because yeah. you're so level-headed. Yeah, just in case. But the beauty of that scene is that Batman, amongst all of those gods, he's still the most badass one in the room. Oh, he's, yeah. It's Batman. Like... Because everyone's afraid of him. Everybody's afraid of Batman. Like, oh, that's Superman over there. But that's Batman. And shit. Okay, I got to get out of here. So <laughs> It's already scaring me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I, I like, that's why I'm a huge DC fan. Basically because of Batman. I'm not even a huge Superman fan, but. Not it's Superman just, fan at all. It's, he's a guy. And like you said. He wins. Everybody, he wins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing a You Now live stream where I interact with fans, and they were putting a bunch of random V, like uh, Punisher versus Deathstroke. And then the joke became, it didn't matter who you put, Batman always wins. All- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Iron Man versus Spider-Man. Batman figures it out. <laughs> Comes in to save somebody. And that's just hilarious. Wins, yeah. Yeah. Love it. So, <laughs> since we're a Star Wars podcast, um, I want to know what your thoughts were on the, the recent Rogue One trailers. Really good. I think the most recent one they put out, like, what, last week? Yeah, two maybe weeks two ago? weeks ago, yeah. Maybe two weeks, yeah. Yeah, that I think was really good. I like the reveal that Jen Erso's dad is still alive and well, even though we kind of theorized he would be. But they showed it. So, and I like the theory. I don't know if this is true. But I like the theory that he's the one who puts in the little thermal the exhaust vent. Thermal exhaust. Like, yeah, he puts in to, a trick yeah, to, yeah. That he's the one who put that there. And that's how they tie that in because everyone's like, well, why did they do that when they built it? Like, well, wh- well, what if he put that there? What if he was the one It would tie everything and I think it would make a lot more sense. It's a great idea. Uh, seeing Vader just walk through that smoke, I'm just, I'm dead. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. it is, he's back. Holy crap. And I'm so glad they're doing this because there was all those rumors that Vader's going to show back up in eight like, they're going to somehow bring him back in episode eight. I'm like, please, God, no. Like, <laughs> no. Because you've already introduced Kylo Ren and all the, and all the other new heroes, Ray, Finn, Poe. And then you bring back Vader and eight. It, it completely ruins all the new characters because yeah. now for null and void because the king is here. Right. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't give a crap, Kylo Ren. You're a baby. Get out of here. Vader's here. Um, that's how everybody would see it. So I'm glad they're doing Rogue One. I'm glad they're doing these other films to where we can see characters in a sense, return without it bogging down the other new films char- that are yeah, the new characters. Yeah, I I completely agree. If a Vader if Vader was introduced in within the within the new characters, none of them would matter. Yeah, because uh, everyone wants to know more about Vader, even though we've had kind of enough of him. It's kind of I mean he the, is Star Wars. So. He is Star Wars. Yeah, that's kind of the it's the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. This poor kid becomes the best person ever. Becomes the worst person ever, and then saved in the last minute with his powdered donut face. <laughs> um, but I think everybody has been wanting to see Vader actually be evil, and him in the suit in the in the original trilogy. I mean, he chokes that guy. Where are the plan? And then he falls, and it's just like, okay, you like accidentally killed someone, and then the rest of the movies you choke your own guys to death because they fucked up, and it's like. <laughs> Why can't you just be evil? We see it in the comics all the time, how awesome your power is oh, yeah. and just the th- stuff that you're doing, but we never see it on film. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to just be like, hey, Vader, go out in the battlefield and do something. Exactly and he's just Because supposedly we're supposed to see him in all of his glory and violence, was the quote. 
I hope so. I really <laughs> hope that quote. Yes, I want to see him murder. I really well, do. I, he needs to. There was a rumor they were going to show a shot of Vader mowing down rebels, but I want to send it to the film. Like if he's going to mow down some rebels with his force push and lightsabering rep, I want to see it. No, and I think he's supposed to be killing some of the main characters himself in this film. So if that's true, then. I'm ready because I want to see Vader actually do some serious. I, I know on Rebels he's fought characters and he's appeared on that show. Yeah, seeing Vader live action 2016. Yeah, we haven't seen him live action. I'm not really counting Revenge of the Sith because he didn't do anything. Right. Uh, so I'm ready for new James Earl Jones lines. I want to hear that. I want to. I'm glad they didn't reveal any lines in the trailer. I'm right. glad. Right. Because I'm because I'm afraid they're not going to have a lot of lines. So I'm glad they're saving it. Mm-hmm. And then him mowing down rebels, him being the badass that he is, it's going to be amazing. I, I'm just, I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, none of those, none of the main characters continue on after the storyline, as far as we know. So that could be an opportunity for him to kill off just everybody Everything. except for Jin, yeah, except or, for one, the one person that gets away and gives the the Death Star plans, or to even Princess. she gets the plans off and then she dies or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Now, have they explained Star Wars Rebels timeline right now during season three? Like, do we know where? How? Because we know that they said like Rogue One ends ten minutes exactly ten minutes before Episode Four begins. Yeah. So, where in the timeline is um, Rebels? Well, we we haven't started season three yet, but I don't think it goes that close. I don't think it goes all the way up to four. That would just be too conflicting. Also, if they got that close to Episode Four, it would like. They would have to stop the show. They would run out of out of room early in the timeline. It probably will though by episode by season like five maybe. We'll probably go up to the events of Rogue One or something like that. Yeah. What would you be don't interesting look if happy they at all? <laughs> what would be interesting is if they introduce like the characters they introduce in Rogue One. Say a couple of them survive and they go off somewhere, and then during the final season of Rebels, they could bring in some of those characters into animated form. And they're still around, and they and they talk about what happened during the events of Rogue One. It'd be a great tie-in, I think. They did that. Why did it, were you looking so sulking over that, dude? I'm still salt. So you, you know, um, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed video game. Yes. Hey, have you played it at all? You know the premise. So I read, or I did an audiobook of that uh, novelization of it. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> mad at that book. And while you guys were talking about timeline, you're just thinking of that just like motherfucker. It really <laughs> it really just basically this apprentice of Vader accidentally starts the rebellion. He is the main cause the rebellion becomes like a military like resistance to the empire. Beforehand it was Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and they were like diplomats and you know you know trying to be diplomatic about everything and he was tricked into doing this by Vader, who was that was pretty much the only cool thing that happened was Vader. You got to see like the I don't know, the conniving Vader. He's actually like three steps ahead of everyone. He's tricking his own. Except for Sidious. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically he said you need to create a resistance. Uh I don't know. I just if I fucking I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad at the powers that he has. I'm mad. That he was the person to spark the rebellion. That's silly because that takes all of the weight off of like Organa and Mon Mothma. Well, he he but interacts that's not with, canon anymore. Though, I know, it? but he interacts with Bale really a lot because they they have a big part to play in. Not big, but they are in Rebels. Leia's, so. Leia's in it for like a touch. She's like 
13 or 14. She's in Rebels too. I just, <clears throat> I can't believe the ending. And now, now, explain the ending of the the game because I don't think I ever finished the game. You have to fight Vader and Sidious. Yes, but you. But there's a thing where you choose which person you're going to fight. You choose Vader or the Emperor, and whichever you decide depends on how the outcome of the game is. From what I remember, because. If you choose one, you die. If you choose another, you survive. Okay. Or something. It's a whole thing. But I'm glad that they made it non-canon. But if they did make it canon and they changed it a bit, then they could have did in Rebels instead of Vader fighting and you know fighting the guys. They could take us in as apprentice. Yeah. But then, yeah. but then, then it wouldn't be a secret apprentice anymore because now well, everybody knows. Everyone's an apprentice because they have the Inquisitors and everything. Yeah. And Palpatine, who knows what the hell he's doing in the background? You know, just at the end of the book. Starkiller defeats Vader and Palpatine. And I'm so like, dumb. first of all, no. Second of all, no. No, yeah. <laughs> that should never happen. Like, fine. Vader's old and clunky and can't move. You're young and very powerful. Take Vader down. But like in like the next page, oh, and then Sidious was on his knees and he was scared. And then he he doesn't even kill him. He lets him live. He's like, I, I want I don't want to fall to the dark side. So I'm gonna let you guys live. I'm like, dude. Fuck you. You have you have an opportunity to save the galaxy by killing those two guys. And you just said, eh, you guys learned your lesson, right? And he walks out. And it's just like, what are you doing? What a slap in the face. That well, storyline. They, they, they had to do something because they can't, well, he can't kill them because they're in the movies. Right. So yeah. They should have found a, a different way to make it to where, okay, I'm not going to kill you two. Like, if that's what they're going to go, like, oh, he's more powerful than both of them. He's able to defeat both of them. Give me a reason why he's not going to kill him. Right. Like, it's poor. It's poor writing at that point. It's yeah. Poor writing. Well, and the, the yeah. it's a video Vader. game. But yeah, right. And you could tell that the novelization was like really based off the video game, just the way the battle scenes were like set up. But the other thing that made me mad is when he struck Vader down and he was like on his knees and like panting like a you know beat dog. Vader looks up and says, "You that was your final test. You're a Sith Lord now." I'm like, "I quit." You Vader did not just call this this punk a Sith Lord. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I I would not recommend that book to anybody. It's I I really need to go back Zero and just stars. Re, I, yeah, I would not recommend it. There was a lot of stuff that it didn't That's really ex, it didn't really explain why he was so powerful. It just kind of like halfway through, this is an apprentice. You need to go do this. And Vader tricks him like twice into doing some stupid stuff. Basically uses this kid. Right. And that's why he gets mad and wants to like have his revenge on Vader. But it was like, you shouldn't know. You killed Palpy and Vader? No. Time out. Control alt delete. Screw it. No. Do not. <laughs> Stop it all. Do not do it. Yeah. I was very, very upset. That's annoying. But at least it's not canon. Right. That's the good thing. Now, the bad thing was. I had the opportunity to uh, buy the Ahsoka book on audiobook instead. I should, probably should have done that. Definitely one. should have done that because it's narrated by. I've the, heard great uh, things about actress. that book. Yeah. Great things. Yeah. Yep. It was surprisingly high on like the uh, best selling. It was like number one. We talked about that last week. Yeah. yeah. See, I did not realize that. You didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's saying it's a. It, it explains a lot. There's a lot of fantastic stuff they do, and it, and I think it bridges the gap because there's certain things you're like, well, how did we get from here to here with her character? And this book, I think, explains a lot of things that people are questioning, like, well, why is she like that, and what what happened? Because we don't know what happens between 
in the Clone Wars into her first appearance on Rebels. Right. So this book kind of goes into detail. And I mean, on top of that, uh, I don't know if you watch um, Collider Jedi Council, but they've been promoting the hell out of that book. So it's a big YouTube thing. It's a big Star Wars show they do as well that they promote the books and the canon and all that. So, yeah, a lot of great things. So. Nice. We're just being spoiled at this point with the amount of Star Wars content with the new books. The Funny because just a little bit ago we were like, they go and canonize everything and they only have one movie? What the right. fuck? <laughs> I know. And now we're just like, I can't keep up. Yeah. The it comic flipped, books man. are yeah, the comic books are ridiculous. The even the novels, they're they're just pumping those things out. They've got what, like ten novels already? I think eight or ten. Yeah. And all of them are either decent to amazing so mm-hmm. uh, as far as i know not one bad book has been put out from them so you yeah, won't run into any force unleashed bullshit with those <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was really upsetting because i thought they they had a lot of opportunity with, for, uh, with star killer everyone likes him too. With like yeah i mean he is a cool character it was just unsettling to see like him use force lightning unrestricted all powerful and he did it against everybody it's just like Sidious, game. Sidious has to like build up his power and use it for a little bit, and it f- fucked his face up. Starkiller's running around just shocking everything. I'm just like, dude. That's what you do in the game. Just level up your, your lightning to cr- like crazy, and you just go around. You yep. just hold it as you run around <laughs> the fucking wherever. Can't handle it. Yeah. So are you a are you, you gamer? Oh, yes. All the time. What are you yes. playing right now? Gears of War 4, Titanfall 2, Batman the Telltale series, um, and Batman Return to Arkham. Yeah, yeah. The Telltale series looks awesome. It is. Explain that that stuff to me. The Telltale one. Yeah, it's kind of like a a set up like a comic book. Yeah, you can probably explain it better than I can. And you make you make and you make choices throughout the game. And the third episode is out out of five they've done. I played the first two. the The ending of the second is amazing because you have one choice to make between two things, and whatever choice you make alters the entirety of the game going forward. Like, it's great because you decide. There's one point where you decide to enter a situation as Batman or Bruce Wayne. And then oh, you wait cool. options. That's and, fucking awesome. Yeah. And then you obviously, there's three, there's four different choices of responses to people, like different answers to things. And it, it comes off, and you basically get to portray what type of Bruce Wayne you're going to play as and what type of Batman you're going to play as. And you can decide when there's enemies, you can decide what I like, what items surrounding them you're going to use to take them down with, or you can, there's one part where you can actually choose Catwoman to take down somebody while you're taking down two other people. It's, That's awesome, dude. It's hmm. awesome. Yeah. I got the walking, when they first came out, I got the walking dead one. I wasn't a huge fan. I just don't like the walking dead that much at all, but I did get the game of Thrones one and I played the first two chapters of that. And it was just like you said, the choices that you make the uh, that affect like where you go, which house you like decide to be a bannerman for, which of your family members get killed or if you try to keep people alive and then people pop up from the show too. It's fucking awesome. That's I need this it's really unique taste now, do they, take on games. So they have what what are like all the full series? Like they do it with like everything? There's a few Walking Deads, um, there's Game of Thrones and there's Batman that I know of. And I'm, I assume there's more. I'm just not sure. There's um, six episodes of Game of Thrones. They said they're doing a second season, so they're doing another episodic thing. I need to finish that. that Batman, the Telltale series, they got, um, yeah, the, the Walking Dead. They've had the two seasons of The Walking Dead. They have a special Walking Dead Michonne spinoff type thing. They're doing a season three of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like they have one for Borderlands. Borderlands and, and the Wolf Among Us, which I'm not sure what that is. And apparently they're doing a Marvel one they have not announced yet for next year. Ooh, that's gonna be sweet. 
I don't know. They haven't said what character. I'm hoping Spider-Man or Avengers something. Yeah. I'm excited for Spider-Man going forward. I don't know about the Homecoming movie that's supposed to be coming out like next year. I I don't know too much about it. Like, is that supposed to be Marvel Spider-Man going forward? Like the one that we saw in Civil War? Yes. It is. It's Marvel and Sony co-produced. So... You're gonna. It's it's taking it's taking place after Civil War, so all the events that he went through are in the film, and he's in high school. And they've already said Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man is going to be in it. They didn't say how much. I'm assuming a small role, but right. yeah, it's going to be. In, we're going to see him as an actual kid in high school, not someone who's pretending to be in high school when he's in his mid twenties. Right. So. That was <laughs> the one most annoying thing about the other movies. It's yeah. like this guy's obviously thirty. <laughs> That's like Glee. Like you watch Glee and all these people are like 33 years old and just like, oh my God, I got an F on that test. I'm like, no, nope, nope, get out. Uh, I love it. That's, and I, I don't understand why, you know, people would choose, I guess you're restricted on something like Glee because they have to be really talented and be able to sing. So you have to choose off that. But if you're, if you're making a, a Spider-Man movie, make him look young. Screw Tobey Maguire. Like, why did you... It's fine, and it was gr- good movie but, at the time. But like, why is he yeah. clearly thirty? It's just like <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah, I don't. I wish, and it's becoming better nowadays. I think the casting, especially in stuff like Star Wars, um, and with obviously the new Spider Man. What's the actor's name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, yes. he looks like a Spider Man. Thank you. You're welcome, Leotard. <laughs> I'm excited. Under ruse. Under ruse. Yeah, that's right. He's got, he's got a hot aunt, though. Oh, that yeah, time. that's right. I thought that was hilarious that was when so Tony funny. started hitting on it. On, what's her name? Aunt May. I was going to call her Aunt Baru. But I almost said I Aunt, know Marge. She's <laughs> Aunt Marge. Aunt <laughs> Marge. Aunt Marge. What does that remind me From, of? From um, Pee Wee. Large, large Marge. Large Marge. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what we're talking about? Pee Wee Herman? No, I was just going to say Aunt Martha. I was going to try to tie it with DC, but Martha. no. Martha! Yeah, what were your thoughts on that part? Why did you say that name? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a nice idea, not executed as well. I agree. But they did tie it all in. And when you think about it, Batman is corrupted. His mind's not all there. He was having visions throughout the whole movie. He saw Man Bat, which was insane. I'm like, what? Man Bat? He saw future Barry Allen tell him about injustice. And because it was, it was a dream within a dream. He was in a post-apocalyptic dark side world. Yep. Then he sees the Flash with robotic armor, saying, "He uh, Lois is the key." It's something you know, you were right about him. Okay, Injustice T has got it. So when he heard that name, it refers back to the beginning of the film. So it was a nice idea. I just think that they could have handled it a lot better. But I, I agree. Th- I just hate the way he said it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The execution was poor, but. I think it makes sense because when you look at Batman, the very core of Batman, it was it was his parents died. He has no parents. He's he's rich. Yeah, they poor, definitely poor made me. sure that we knew that. In the so when too. he when he hears Martha, he thinks mom, and then when he realizes like there is another Martha who is a mom, and it's Superman's mom, fucking superhero, and he's like, dude, I need to take care of that. I'll fi- Martha's fine. I'm gonna go save your mom because no one was there to save mine. Yeah, I so get it made that. sense, and I I completely agree that the execution was just. Like Marvel, like what do you <laughs> stop? Well, now uh, Ben Affleck is Batman. 
the best I think we've ever had live action. Live action. Kevin Conroy is true Batman in the animated. Yeah, you live can. Action, I, think, I think he's the best. I mean, Michael Keaton, he is amazing. Michael Keaton's amazing. Christian Bale, yeah. Let's be honest, The Dark Knight, that was Joker's movie. Yeah, but for sure. I think Ben Affleck is the greatest live action we've had because we all thought, oh my God, Ben Affleck. I, I don't I don't remember what I felt when I first heard the news, but from the trailers and then seeing the actual film, the actual cut and the ultimate cut, he is Batman. He mm-hmm. is Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. That shot where he gets out of the Batmobile, he takes off, takes off the cow, and then he's just standing there in the suit, and he's just watching something on the screen, and you see his brooding face. I'm like, that's not Ben Affleck. That is Batman. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so, he's so good at it. And then ever since then, no one's complained. The only complaint they have is, well, he kills. Well, he's not going to kill anymore. So he's going to stop doing that in honor of Superman. So, okay. Because at that because at that point, they were explaining, he, he's he's basically going to retire. So at this point, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's just going to do what he needs to do. He's going to get that kryptonite. He's going to build a suit and he's going to go fight this god. That's what he's going to do. He doesn't care who he kills because his ultimate goal is because he, he mentioned, well, my first ans- my first ancestors, the Waynes, they were hunters. I'm the hunter. I'm going to go hunt the god. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get and they are they showed Batman can win. We all know the joke, Batman wins everything. DC gave us the winner. Batman won that fight. Like Superman lost that fight. Batman yeah. could have killed Superman. Yeah. In a completely different story. If they would have did that, wow! If Batman would have killed Superman and then then finally found out, oh, I was wrong. Then I, <laughs> that would be too brutal. I think too brutal. I was hoping that would happen. It would have been entertaining, though. I'm at, we're avid Superman haters. I was really hoping that would happen. Stab him right through the fucking heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we don't like how powerful he is. He's just. He's got every superhero power in one in one thing, and he basically can't die. Oops, he died. That's basically what just happened. I don't know. Yeah, they have to have one weakness. Yeah, yeah. Once he died. <laughs> Supergirl's Superman on TV. I think he he did a much better portrayal, and I think that that could lead to something. I don't know if you watched Supergirl or, or ever. Well, they brought they brought on Superman this season, like the first two episodes. And I thought it was, he he was portrayed as the Superman that we know from the comics is more lighthearted, the, the Boy Scout, if you will. And I thought it was portrayed really awesome compared to Henry Cavill's kind of brooding Superman and kind of always down. So I like the fact that they did that. So I understand why people didn't like Henry Cavill's Superman. It's not what we want so i'm hoping that they'll build him up to what we what we envisioned superman as happy-go-lucky he's serious when he needs to be but he's not always down he's always the the light heart of it all so well i, think I might like just, that more because i didn't know that about him at all yeah i think it was just the tone of the movie you know it was a dark time uh people hated superman so he he was just kind of thinking back on himself like am i doing the right thing mm-hmm. should i even be here mm-hmm. Would they be better off if I wasn't here? Like, right. considering all that. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I liked him when he was struggling, so that's fine with me. When when Lex Luthor brought him to the to his knees while he was on the top of that building, I was like, I can't believe this human just brought Superman to his knees with just words, basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, finally, someone that can just, like, defeat Superman just by, like, winking at him. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> thank God. That's so cool. Feeding him a Jolly Rancher too while he's doing it. Like, here you go. Yeah, like, this, this kryptonite flavored Jolly Rancher <laughs> special edition. 
Yeah. <laughs> they, no. they should have did that. They should do that for the ultimate edition. Just <sighs> get Dolly Rancher. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, how did you Love like it. how they introduced all the other superheroes in uh, Batman vs Superman? Because I thought it was pretty interesting. Did you just see a glimpse of Aquaman? Wonder Woman was a badass, and it, it was all perfect to, to me. Um, but you see a glimpse of the Flash, but he, it's not just like a glimpse. He actually enacts with Bruce Wayne a little bit. Yeah. And they're really pushing it into, obviously, another movie, another time. So I was excited to see that happen because Marvel's been doing that for so many movies and kind of linking yeah. them and hinting. And yeah. we got finally got to see, you know, Dark Side stuff and, like, Flashpoint Paradox hints and, like, weird stuff like that. So what were your thoughts on, on the other superheroes? I thought it was great. Um, my only complaint is that I wish Batman was the one we saw opening the files and not Wonder Woman because... I feel like, because Batman's the one going to be putting all this together. I want to see his reaction. That's kind of a joke because he never reacts to anything because he's Batman. Um, <laughs> because nothing surprises him. Nothing right. does he's, because he's Batman. So I wanted to see him talking to Alfred and them both discussing what's going on. I want I want to hear to Batman's first thoughts when he sees the Flash go from that uh, opening the container in that refrigerator to getting that robber and then going back like nothing happened. I want to see what he what he has sick as one woman's just like staring at a computer like this. Yeah. Scrolling. Yeah. So I I wanted to see that. Um I, I think my favorite one out of all of them was the Aquaman one because you saw how fast he was once he hit that camera he went zooming like through the water. You saw like a torpedo. It was, it was like insane. a sonic boom underwater. It was yeah. sweet. It, it's insane. So for me I liked it and I liked all the little Easter eggs, but I think that they could have handled it better because a lot of fans felt that like they were kind of confused a little bit at some of the things because like, they're not, some people are not really familiar with injustice. Mm -hmm. So like that whole tease of Lois is the key. You were right about him. That's injustice. Like he's going to kill the Joker and then things are going to go downhill. So we need, they should have explained that a little bit more, but they can't just look at the, the camera. Injustice teaser, wink, wink. They can't do that. <laughs> it should have been something, maybe like show a vision of Superman killing Jared Leto's Joker, like showing that in an alternate thing where Batman's seeing this through the Flash perspective or something, and then seeing Superman with a new suit and with that extended S, and he is a dictator of the world. Like we may, then it would explain it more of why Batman, you're right. But then we got the whole scene of the dark side thing, and he kills the two guys. He put, rips out Batman's heart. So I guess they kind of explained it. Um, Although I do like when they have those little things that only comic book fans are going to recognize. Yeah. Like they they would toss, they would like throw that shit into Force Awakens too. Like unless you were a super Star Wars fan, you're not going to notice that. It doesn't take anything away. Um, so like, I mean, like I the like remote, they, the training remote. Yeah, the little training droid thing. Finn and, picks it out when he's on the Falcon. But if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, you're probably not going to notice that. They're just he's go going through some junk. Yeah, but all the all the fanboys are like, oh, look yeah, at that. exactly. Yeah, so I think it's cool <laughs> to have that in there, man. Because I mean, it is a comic movie after all. So you don't need to explain every single thing. Yeah. Figure it out. They really care. Let's go look up Wikipedia, Wikipedia, DCpedia, DCpedia. <laughs> I'm I'm super excited for. Was it? Yeah, it was a Justice League trailer. Yep. When mm -hmm. when Bruce Wayne's like walk walks in and to talk to uh, Aquaman, yep. that scene is intense, and I love it. And he's a badass, and he's boozing, and it looks it, it looks like he's a, he's a cool character already, and we haven't even seen him yet. I love that actor too. Um, yeah, yeah, Cal Drogo. Cal Drogo, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Game of Thrones. Oh boy, I'm, yeah. I'm hooked on it right now. Yeah, we're we're getting back. We're rewatching it. We're all caught up. 
but uh, for rewatching it just to see all the stuff that we missed. And I'm about to play that Telltale game again because I it's incredible and I should have finished it. Yeah. But yeah. What what's uh, your thoughts on um, Doctor Strange coming out next week? I'm excited. I think it's going to be the most trippiest Marvel film they've ever done, and yeah. um, I'm ready because I mean I've heard so many great things about the actual film, and then the 15 minutes of footage they showed at that IMAX special they did a couple weeks ago. The trailers have been great. Um, even though I'm ready for Doctor Strange, I'm ready for the interaction of the Avengers and Doctor Strange in Infinity War. I want to see what that's going to be because this is the first time we've had magic, even though Scarlet Witch, yes, but she's kind of messing with your mind. Doctor Strange, he, he's, he's the introduction to the multiverse of Marvel's multiverse. So essentially, through Doctor Strange, we could see alternate versions of these characters through all these, for these, you know, it's going to be crazy. It, it, <laughs> it's going to be hard to comprehend because yeah. we don't know exactly what they're going to be doing in this movie because they've been hiding a lot of it. Like, well, we're, we're going to hide, I'm thinking there are going to be a lot of Easter eggs of future things they're going to do in the team-up movies and then solo Doctor Strange sequels because you know they're going to do another one. Like, they can't just do one and... Okay, we explored everything. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're just because they got to slowly ease us in. They can't just throw everything at once and just do it all because our minds can't comprehend it. Because in the Marvel Universe, we've only experienced this, this, and this. Magic is this whole realm we've not touched. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am excited, but I I hope that fans will be able to comprehend it as much as these critics have because critics are loving it. I'm hoping the fans can comprehend what they're doing because this is going to change the game for Marvel. I, like you said, I hope people go into it not expecting an Avengers movie because some will, because, well, right. But because his power and what he can do is so on the other side of just beating people up as the Hulk, you know, and they even mention it in the trailer, I believe. And they say, you know, the Avengers are, are defenders of the physical universe. You're the defender of like, what is it? The mystical universe or whatever the the magical universe unseen or something yeah something like that and it's just like that makes so much sense so don't expect the hulk come flying out of nowhere and beat up these <laughs> beat up these spirits like the hulk has no power against casper the ghost like you're not going to do anything <laughs> you need doctor strange the exterminator to get rid of him and when is um the next thor movie coming out cuz we haven't seen the hulk come back and he's supposed to be in that 2017 yes. november next year Jesus. yes so, november 2017 are they still doing like a planet hulk movie too I would assume it's in the Thor Ragnarok. They kind of okay. Cut the issue is, and if you, Marvel won't come out and say it specifically because they don't want to let everybody know, but in 2008 when they did the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, since Marvel was just starting to build their Marvel Studios, they had to get another company to kind of distribute the films. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they, I think it's Universal. I could be wrong, but there is another studio that has distribution rights for a Hulk movie. So they can't do a Hulk movie because Marvel will not get 100% of the profits coming mm. back because the other studio will get part of the money. That's why Hulk's in Thor Ragnarok. That's why uh, Thor's on a planet that kind of is like Planet Hulk, and they're kind of doing the Planet Hulk storyline, kind of, because it's not a Hulk movie. They got to just skirt around it. Yep, they're skirting around it, and they're able to do this storyline that everyone's been begging for forever. They're able to do it in a Thor movie, which makes sense because it does tie in because Thor interacts with aliens and stuff in his films and Hulk fights aliens in the planet Hulk storyline. So that'd be cool. Yep. Excited. I'm excited. There's so much going on. Like 
We've never really seen we've never seen the Hulk interact with like Spider Man. We've nope. never seen there's so <laughs> much stuff that like Yeah. And those two would get they're like complete opposites, but they're so powerful because the Hulk would never be able to catch Spider Man. Spider Man can't do shit against the Hulk, and that's just like <laughs> they're complete opposites, but they're they're perfect. I don't know. I'm 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 excited. But there's no Hulk movie, Universal Studios. There's Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So, so don't sue us. <laughs> so what's uh the premise of that? It's just him finding that planet, or is there more to Ragnarok? I think Thor gets captured and then is placed in the arena where Hulk is, where Hulk's been since Avengers Age of Ultron, from what I understand. They, I think they're going to explain what happened after the events of Age of Ultron, how did Hulk land on a planet that's fighting giant monsters and creatures and stuff. So, but yeah, essentially Thor is going to be fighting in the arena and he's going to find the Hulk and they're going to team up, I guess, in the arena and take on giant creatures. And I'm like, yes, sign me up. <laughs> so, so that shield jet that he was in at the end of Age of Ultron is spacefaring? Like he left the atmosphere not, and not necessarily i think he probably went off and did his own thing and then like he got, got off planet or maybe got captured aliens show up i mean they've already confirmed aliens can just show up there i mean they had the portal in, in avengers right right, right. so an alien spaceship could have came down found the hulk paralyzed him took him up in the spaceship take him to the planet fight for us yeah so yeah well and if you're going to attack earth again you kind of want to get the hulk off earth because you're not you don't want to lose so get him out of there and then go after earth again I, yeah there's other characters like we don't see black panther interact with hulk like there's so many yeah it's gonna be sweet. ant-man doesn't know anything about hulk Hulk can never find him paul rudd's hilarious he's gonna make oh i can't so funny i'm so happy that paul rudd's in there i know i love Mar- it, it Marvel film. when he meets captain america in civil war i was Cap- mr captain america mr america mr america love yeah. it I need to rewatch that movie. I've only seen it once. Civil War? Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, ditto. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was. it's weird. because I thought they did a great job with Ant-Man as well because I didn't know anything. We didn't know anything about Ant-Man. We thought it was a stupid character. And he then gets we small saw and it. gets big again. Yeah, he gets small <laughs> and then he's big and then he's small. Yeah. But uh, they executed it perfectly. I, I was really happy with Ant-Man and, you know, coming in as a novice and not knowing anything about him. It was easy to follow. It made sense. It was funny, mm-hmm. but it still had like a quirky Marvel theme to it. So I thought it, I liked it. I don't know. No problem here. I don't know. <laughs> so let's let's go on to another Star Wars. Now that we know that... Well, see, we got a few pieces of news from the past week. Well, Han Solo movie is actually confirmed. I know there was like, there could be another... No, the movie was confirmed. Lando is not confirmed. Lando's not confirmed, so but now the, he is. The suspect, Donald Glover, will be Lando, is now confirmed. He's going to be in the movie. I think that's a fucking amazing choice, and I'm very excited to oh, see yeah. young Lando. I want to see him lose the Falcon to Han. I want to see them playing Pazak or some shit, and then he loses it. Or Han steal it from him. Something like, like that. Something dirty. Yeah. Scoundrels. Yeah, I want to see them like interact and like help each other out, and then because they're scoundrels, like screw each other off at the, you know... <laughs> Exactly what Screw him over do. at the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean that's what they that's what he did in five. Uh, thoughts on Donald Glover as Lando? I think it's a great choice. Yeah. I mean, it's been hinted for a while. It's interesting. It was a rumor forever, and they never turn out to be true. Like a rumor, like oh, this actor is going to be playing this character, and then it turns out, oh, that's not who actually got it. So it's awesome to see an actual rumor becomes real because yeah. everyone's been begging for it, and before that, everyone's been begging. For him to play Miles Morales, you know, after Peter Parker, but 
I'm glad they're not going that route because we just got Peter Parker. We don't need Miles Morales to become Spider-Man. You don't know that? I don't even know who that is. (laughs) Miles Morales is an African-American kid. After Spider-Man dies, he picks up the mantle and he's a different type of Spider-Man. But he is the next Spider-Man in the series. Everyone wanted him to be cast to be... In the, it'd be weird because they're gonna they would have to switch it if they casted him as Miles Morales. So Peter Parker, Miles Morales in the same time as both Spider Man, that'd be weird. But I'm glad he's Lando because now he's in the Disney family. So yes. then they could turn him over into playing Miles later down the MCU road if they wanted to. But I'm glad that he's casted. But Billy D. Williams might not like it. I don't think Billy D. Williams because he's there was a quote he did where someone asked him about. There's a rumor that your character is going to appear um, in the Han Solo film and he would have to be played by different actors. So what do you think? And Billy DeWilm said, nope, I'm the only one who can play it. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think he's too happy. That's uh, what Lando be- would say. I'm the only, or Anakin, I'm the only human that could do it. <laughs> he just, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't want anybody taking that thunder from him. But I think if they do it right, he'll be pleased. He'll be it. happy with it. Yeah. Because they're going to they're gonna have to base everything off of what you've created as a character. So why be all uh, salty about it? I mean, at this point, Ben Affleck could play Spider-Man and I'd be completely fine with that because Ben <laughs> Affleck's killing it. So what do you got there? Um, th- just some excitement shit about Rogue One. People are freaking out that um, Vader's actually going to be in it. There's some quotes and stuff from the director like when they were on set and James Earl Jones is they know he's going to voice him over and they were shooting Vader and just imagining it and like they were working on the movie but also like being fanboys at the same time right that would that would be so incredible man to be there and that's got to be a trip dude. for a lot of these I know they're like they grew up loving Star yeah. Wars and now they're making Star Wars it's so fucking crazy well, it's got to be a trip for the actors too yeah you know 30 years later you're doing Darth Vader again James yeah just I wonder like, who what yeah what I, I wonder who's uh <laughs> I'm sure it's already out but who's actually in the suit Ooh, Hayden. I don't think they've confirmed that. Hayden. I don't think they've said who it is. And it really doesn't cool it matter who it is. No, it doesn't. No. And I think it's interesting because Gareth Edwards at Star Wars Celebration was doing their Rogue One panel, and they brought up, well, Vader's in it. And so he told the story about where he, they were at a recording booth with James Earl Jones voicing lines, and he felt he felt really uncomfortable critiquing the voice of Vader. Like, how do I, how do I tell him, well... Do it this way, not this way. Because like, <laughs> he is the voice of Vader. You can't like Vader, critique yeah. him. Yeah, that's funny. Like he, like he had his back to the uh, to them in the booth. So whenever James Earl Jones recorded a line, he would turn around and look at them, and they would have to freak out, and then they would stop freaking out once he did a line. Like, like oh, it's Vader. They, they have to be like all calm and professional once he turns around to them. Like, oh, oh okay. Um, well, do do this. <laughs> that's amazing, dude. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm geeking out, man. And we're we're close. I always forget. December seems so far off until it's almost November. So, yeah. like, we're right there. Um, and then the last thing that I had written down was apparently Joss Whedon has expressed some interest in directing one of the upcoming Star Wars movies. He was... He did um, First Avengers, correct? Or and both Age, Avengers? Yes, and Age of Ultron. Okay, yes. yeah. So, obviously knows what he's doing, and he's already in the Disney loop. Oh, he wants to do a Star Wars, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I first Avengers was awesome. I like that they're trying different people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know how it's gonna translate. You know, ten years from now, is it gonna be? Oh, this is the Josh Whedon movie. This is the J.J. J. J. Abrams movie. Because I mean, stylistically, they're gonna be different. 
Yeah, yeah. which I think be, is but the like point. Ten years from now, is it going to be glaringly different? Are they going to be kind of opposing movies? Well, I mean, the prequels are glaringly different from True. the original trilogy, which True. is glaringly different from Seven, except for everything that's the same. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I think they're going to add in like their own personal touches to make it their own, but it's gonna it's gonna feel like a Star Wars movie. I feel. Because Disney's not going to pick like Quentin Tarantino, who's yeah. for making a Quentin. T- like once you see one, you you know exactly what to expect from Quentin. Yes, but they're not going to do that. I hearing the Joss Whedon news, I didn't think about this till just now. It's been rumored for for years. Obi Wan standalone film, Joss yeah. Whedon. You and McGregor yep. was one of the, the beautiful moments of the prequels to come back as older Obi Wan. Joss Whedon directs. I'm fair game for that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. There's so much they can do. Yep. So much they can do with that character. But Ewan has also said he wants to play him again. So, And of course, there's rumors about Ray maybe being a Kenobi child. So I don't like that, but that could be another tie-in. I just kind of hope that she's not related to anybody. Like, it's a new character. Who cares? The, the lightsaber is still the key for me. I know this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me... What do you what do you uh, what do you think about that chainsaw? About uh, Ray? Who are her parents? Or does she not even have parents? Did he have parents? I think she needs to have parents, and I think her father is Luke. But I think then so too. Again, I'm all over. Be- I'm all over it because I'm tired of the theories. I'm tired of hearing yeah. about hey, this week we're going to say it's this is her dad or this is her mom, and then next week. It's yeah. like this, this it, it's with all the theories. Just of kind of grab a character and, be, and try to make it work. Yeah. Like it's the same thing with who's Snoke. I'm right. tired of the rumors. Oh yeah. It's, it, this week it's going to be, uh, it's the emperor. He never actually died. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's now this week it's Mace Windu. Now okay. that one was like, what the fuck, man? Now you just bored. You have nothing to do until right. Rogue One comes out. Next week. It's Jesus. Georgia. Next week it's Georgia. And that was, and that was debunked immediately because like, well, if it, if it was Mace Windu, why is Andy Serkis doing the motion capture for it? If it really was Mace Windu, why is Sam Jackson not doing the motion capture? He charges too much. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was busy filming like the, the 20th movie he's doing that year. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he does does not, everything. Yeah, he does not stop. It's awesome. So me, I'm fine with whatever they do. I'm not like, I'm not stuck on a keen. Okay. Well, Ray has to be Luke's daughter or else I'm going to hate life. It's, I don't care. <laughs> Just explain it in a way where I believe it and go, okay. Because I think ultimately, whether they're related or not, Luke did train Rey when she was a child. And then her mind got wiped after yep. the event. Ben turning to Kylo Ren. Ha <laughs> ha! It rhymes. Um, <laughs> then I'll be fine with that uh, re- revelation that I wiped your mind when you were a child. I left you on this planet. Yeah. And now you're back, and now I can train you again. Your cousin fucked everything up, and I had to get you out of there. <laughs> well, and it, it's cool because you couldn't leave. The mind erase makes sense because you couldn't leave a trace back to Luke. Because if she knew where she was from and knew Luke, if someone were to come across her and find her, and Kylo Ren tortures her, and she knows stuff. He tries to. He'd just be like, where's it at? Oh, you know Luke Skywalker? I'll just go get him instead. But now that her memory's erased, he's trying to... You know, mind fucker, and she's like, I don't remember anything, so you're not gonna find anything. I know Ankar Plutt, he's a dick. That's all I know right now. <laughs> and I know how to beat you in a lightsaber fight. That's about all I know right now. The the as angry as Kylo and Snoke both get when someone mentions the scavenger girl, I think they have to know who she is. Too. Yeah. The scavenger? <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. And he gets mad. I love how mad. She's strong in the force. 
<laughs> what girl? Yeah. I, I'm glad they. I'm glad that the secret of who Kylo Ren is related to was held off to the film that it didn't leak out. Yeah. Because that was a big reveal when Snoke says, "On the ship of the Millennium Falcon with your father, Han Solo." It was so uh, casual uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they did it in a way where it's like, get ready, guys, because the music was kind of slowing down, like to going off a little bit when he was about to say, okay, audience, are you ready for what you've been waiting for? <laughs> Who's ready to who? Here you go. It's like, behind door number one, what do you think it's going to be, folks? It's about to tell you what's going to happen. I would have thought that Snoke would have looked at the camera, broke the fourth wall. Okay, guys, here it is. I'm going to tell you what you've been begging for forever. Over a year when we announced this film, who is Kylo Ren related to? Here you go. It's like, gee, okay. But then there's the rumor of, well, well, if if she is Luke's daughter, then why did Leia not sense that? I think she did. Because the way they embrace each other after Han dies, when they're on that rebel base, like, she, she runs straight to Leia and they hug. And it's just like, wait, why? Why did they? Because you're not related to Han Solo, so why are you that upset about it? But then you look back at the movie and there's a lot of interaction between Ray and Han. And it's something. Han knows something. The way he looks, the way he interacts with with uh, Ray, he knows who Ray is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if how young was she when she got dropped off on Jakku? I mean, Han and Leia might not even have really seen her when she was if she was training with Luke. Like they might not have been in the Jedi Temple hanging out. And that's why when when Han asks like, "Do you have a name?" and Ray, maybe it did make a connection because her name's not Ray. But once she started knowing knowing shit about the Falcon and talking about parsecs and fixing the compressors parsecs, and shit, he's yeah. like, "Wait a second, that would be an amazing reveal." You just said it. What if her name was not actually Ray? It's what not. If, I think that's the name they gave her on Jakku. It's like, hey, this Ray, give her something to it do. It could be like Mara Skywalker. Who cares? That would, be, that would be a great reveal. Like we've we've known about this character named Ray all this time before the film, after the film, and then at the very end of episode eight, your real name is, and then you say it, and then black screen. Like what just happened? <laughs> uh, but uh, Maz Kanata, I was going to say Maz Kanata knows who she is as well because yeah. she has because they cut away right as her and Han are going to talk about the girl. They cut away. And then Moscow and I go down there and hands and after she has the the force vision, which that allows them to do flashbacks and other things are not they've never done. Yeah. Like, oh, force vision. Oh, okay. So then she gives the lightsaber, like it was calling for you. Well, mm-hmm. why would Luke's lightsaber call for her? Why? I don't understand why. Well, are they related? Makes sense. I think that's where the connection is because yeah. she saw all the visions of the Knights of Ren. She saw the visions of Luke touching r2d2 why was this lightsaber calling to her if it's not because she's the daughter of the greatest jedi who ever lived yeah well that's that's the key and it's it's not even his it's anakin's lightsaber i mean it's a story for another time episode eight (laughs) damn it Maz! we have a couple minutes just tell us i know all you need is 30 seconds be like man he i know this janitor on i know this janitor on best found his hand in this lightsaber and i had to pick it up I wonder if they did more in that film and cut back because they didn't want to reveal too much. Yeah, I think they did because there is a, a deleted scene of them talking. I think it's Han and Maz and Chewie are talking right outside in that hallway or outside the lightsaber room. They cut that out. I forget what actually happens. Oh, by the way, Star Star Killer kills. Um, what's what's her name? 
the Tortuga. The Tortuga. The Tortuga. Tortuga. Oh, Shakti. Shakti. He kills Shakti. Yeah, that's in the game. You kill her in the game. She's a boss. <laughs> so mad. How does what? he kill Shakti? What just happened? What just happened? Yes. Subject, and you just went back to Star Killer. Okay. Uh, triggered. Triggered. I don't. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the first bosses in the game. I remember that. I obviously I never finished it. I obviously never played that far into it. I played like the introduction where you you like playing as Vader, and then you become. That was the only good part. That, that's the only just part walking that around I killing Wookies. But yeah. Okay, I'm. I just had to get that out. I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe Star Killer killed Shakti. I don't know. It was cool that they he killed her like next to a uh, Sarlacc pit. Yeah, and you got to see like a Sarlacc pit on not a desert planet. That thing like fights you in the boss fight. It's like her, and then that thing's tentacles are like flying around. And, like, oh, really? They'll knock you over. Um, I still like the deleted scene from three of Grievous killing her. Yeah, they should have kept that man. Did you know that there was a deleted scene? In, no. in episode three, at, yeah. at the very beginning, right after like Anakin and Obi Wan board Grievous's ship, he's holding Shakti hostage, and right in front of him kills her, and then he runs away, and that's why they're like, "Ah, oh, we're gonna get this dude." <laughs> I'm telling uh, you what. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's I I like that. I I think it's a little too brutal for them to show on screen. I think that's probably, that's probably why, why we it. like it. Yeah. It was it was PG it was PG thirteen. They showed a guy getting his head chopped off with two sabers. I mean, Cal yes. Dooku died brutally. So poor Dooku. Understand, but then again, that was the first Star Wars movie to ever be PG thirteen. Yeah, like, and now they're all PG thirteen. So and Rogue One. So what if yeah. they're just going to keep that going from now on? I want I, to see a rated R movie. They'll be PG thirteen for now on. I think unless they did like a kid e kitty type of movie like PG. Rebels. But I'd rather them not. If they're going to live action films, stick with PG-13. Well, your thing about the... It way for um, kiddie stuff, but also some more adult stuff for the older fans to kind of go, okay, well, yeah. there's a mixture of stuff. If yeah. they do that. Your comment on the rated R thing, I think if they do something on like Netflix or HBO, if they ever were to do like a series, that, I think that's where you're going to get the rated R. If they did R. a live action series, Star Wars on Netflix or HBO... Yes. They could make it brutal. They could make it dark. Make it rated R. Throw some cuss words in there. Throw some, you know, sex, some blood, some violence, and just because that. <laughs> but that is like there's an entire galaxy. It's not all just Jedi and Sith. It's not all bounty hunters. There's just people living lives in this galaxy who are affected by these major events. But they're fucking and drinking and carrying on like. You could have a whole thing on Coruscant, yeah. like the underworld of Coruscant. Yeah, the drug lords of Coruscant yeah. selling death sticks. Put that death stick guy in there. That's fine with me. <laughs> Be like the Breaking Bad of Coruscant. That's fine. I was saying I would love to hear, I would love to see some stuff with Palpy building up the Empire that's like House of Cards style, like political type Ooh, of shit like Just that. like the, the Plagueis book. Or even, <laughs> or even like Plagueis, yeah. Like exactly all that stuff that goes on behind the scenes, like Ooh. conniving, setting plots up in the background, shit like that. That's cool because uh, a young Palpy was red haired. So it's just like he has such a crazy, unique look. He's very pale, but he has bright red hair. And then he's just coming to power and no one knows who he is. But he just takes, yeah, he just takes over. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. I, I think the, the Netflix route is the best route because if you think about it, Marvel took a chance with their Netflix series. Like, Marvel was doing PG-13 movies. Awesome. Okay, we're going to do something on Netflix. TVMA. What? Yeah, it okay. paid the and fuck off, too. It's it's more successful than their TV shows on ABC, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Agent Carter is no longer around. So Netflix is amazing with the Marvel stuff, and it's all connected. So 
Star Wars should take that chance with a Netflix series, TVMA, 13 episodes a season, yep. the underground thing. That, 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 I think that'd be great. I mean, you could have some bounty hunters enter in and all that kind of stuff, but introduce us to characters that are not Jedi, not Sith. We could see them in some of the episodes, kind of like special appearances of these characters or these type of characters you want to see, but yeah. have it focus on... Brand new a, stuff. A more grounded thing, and then kind of do the extra crazy stuff in it. Well, but you could... Show them yeah. like the point of view of people that actually do truly hate the Jedi because of what they did, and you know, based off of what they know, they attacked Palpatine, who's our chancellor, and they tried to kill him. So yeah, get rid of those dudes. Yeah, that they're, they're terrible. They they caused war. They killed all these innocents. I don't know. I mean, just make it make it look like that though. You get that point of view of the Jedi are evil. Yeah. From a certain point of view. <laughs> Take certain, it over. Certain point, yeah. Yes. No, I think that'd be fucking sweet. So what are you what are you watching right now? Um everything. I'm watching all the, the DCCW shows, Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Walking Dead. Oh god, Walking Dead. Um I I finished all game six seasons of Game of Thrones a couple months ago. I binge watched all of it in less than a month. I That's outrageous. That yeah. is. <laughs> it was insane. I loved every minute of it. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think what else. I can't. I mean, I, I mean, used to watch Gotham, but meh, not anymore. Uh, did you watch like, Luke Cage yet? Oh yeah, I've watched all the Marvel Netflix. Okay, stuff. Like, yeah. Every single every single time they put out a new series, I watch it the first weekend. I'm done with it by Sunday when it comes out Friday. It's, yeah, it's already done. What Luke? about like House of Cards? Oh my. God, I've been rewatching. I've been I've been rewatching certain episodes again. I don't know why. I just like rewatching certain things that happen. Yeah, because it is so beautiful. I, I it's it's like perfect. It's a perfect show. I it think is. Season, season three was kind of rehashing some stuff they've kind of done, but they just flip it with certain characters. Like, oh, well, we're gonna do this again, but we're gonna do it to this character, and we're gonna flip it here. Okay, season four completely turned it around because then they went back to. Uh, I, I, I haven't gotten to four yet. Oh, you haven't watched uh, four? I just caught up. I just finished three. <sighs> just finished three. I'm into like the first two episodes of four. Go start watching that shit. What did you think of season three compared to the first two? <clears throat> I thought it was watered down, especially at the beginning of the season. Um, but stuff hits the fan. I mean, it's all it's that's the whole thing of House of Cards is just stuff keeps happening. And he just Frank Underwood is just a perfect character. Yeah. So overpowering. But I like that it nothing's. He got what he wanted. He's president, and it's nothing's perfect for him. That's what I was just gonna say. It's not what he really wanted. Stuff's falling apart. Yeah, marriage and stuff. Exactly. And just, was gonna say that whoo. it wasn't as exciting, but I thought that was perfect because you think you kind of think that it could be done in two seasons. Like he gets presidency. That mm-hmm. was his goal. But then as soon as that happens, yeah, like you said, nothing's perfect. It's not exactly what he thought at all. And for some reason, he still just wants to. It's like he it's wants like a, to keep it. It's like a Macbeth almost. Like you want to be king, and when you get king, it's just no one likes you and everyone hates you and it's like everyone in Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your favorite character in Game of Thrones? Jon Snow. Of course. You answer perfectly. Of course. He's <laughs> he's perfect. Um my second favorite has to be Daenerys. It's 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 too easy, but Daenerys is so good and she, when you look at her from a distance, okay, Daenerys, she is okay, she's Khaleesi. She's a queen. Okay. But she's not that brutal. But then once you get to know her and then some of the things she does, she's she kills all of those guys in that temple. Yeah. And like nothing. Like yep. they could easily kill her and nothing. No, no. 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm Khaleesi. I'm the queen. I have three dragons. You ain't nothing to me. Exactly. All right. Well, and she goes back to the Dothraki and burns all That's those. That's what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. 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 And burns then, it down and walks out there like, I don't, even, I don't even need clothes. Look at this shit. <laughs> now, now they all, now they follow her. Yeah. Now she rules every, she rules the Unsullied, the Dothraki. Yeah, the entire continent is coming after the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, yeah, and what I love about it is that they brought in a character from because we we have her storyline in the first five seasons. Then we have everybody else's that are is so far away from her. They they just do references like, well that 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 Targaryen and that Khaleesi, and then over here she hears stuff about what's happening over there. But then we actually have Tyrion who comes over and interacts with Khaleesi. Now we're connecting the stories. Then mm-hmm. Theon and his sister show up towards the end. Yeah. And now you have to now. I forgot about that actually. We we as fans are going to die when we see Khaleesi meet Jon Snow. No, face to face. I'm yeah. like, shoot. After six seasons, we <laughs> finally get it. We finally get this moment. Um, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. I have a weird feeling that they're going to meet like as enemies, and then the White Walkers are going to come, and they're going to have to meet up, or yeah. they're going to have to group up and just go against the White Walkers. I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm fine with that. As long as Jon Snow rides one of the dragons, it's all I care about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've seen, they've uh, been showing, uh, I follow a few Game of Thrones fan pages on Facebook and they've been showing some production footage. Like people that are like looking at them shoot it and they'll like really blurry, faraway shots of, um, who are the actors' names? Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark like together on set. So like, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. My favorite is probably Tyrion. I like Tyrion as well. It's, oh man, he just constantly gets shit on at every moment. But he, he makes it through. The, he saves the city. Everyone hates him. He, everyone blames him for poisoning Joffrey. He didn't do it. And, oh, dude, it's, it just never ends with him. But he's like the smartest guy in the fucking world. I love to hate Cersei. Yes. Because she's a, she's a, such a cool character, and that's why I like her. But she's such an evil God, dude, woman. She's the worst. If she wasn't so pissed all the time, she'd have a better life. Well, she stopped banging her brother, so now she's not getting any. Yeah, been on well, academic leave or whatever the hell. Can you blame her? All three of her kids are dead. They're all done. They're, well, they're and gone. That, yeah, and that's kind of like the whole core of her. Like she didn't care about anything. She doesn't give a damn about anything except for her kids, and now they're all dead. And it's just like. You see, like, a switch turned on. Like, she's just brutal, ruthless now, and she doesn't give a damn. She doesn't have anything to live for. And spoiler, that's why she blows everything up. Yeah. She that's, just, that's, uh, you know... I believe her brother is going to become the Queen Slayer. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be cool. Jon Snow on dragons, Queen Slayer, Tyrion's king. I do like Jamie's turnaround. Yeah. It he, happened kind of quick, but I do like it a lot. I mean, that's the beauty of the writing, is the Jamie turnaround, because yeah. first you hate him. Then you turn around like, oh, okay. Now we we had to wait till his hand got chopped off and all that. Yeah. Then we get to see the side. Then we because that story he tells in the the bath hot tub um, about what happened to the actual king and what he actually did and what actually happened because everyone says, well, he just killed him. Right. He just killed. Uh, but I love the fact that it was so subtle. But if you weren't paying attention, that story just goes by and you're just like, ah, okay. But that's the turnaround. Yeah. Same thing with Tyrion. I hated Tyrion at, at season one. But then as soon as you really get delving into that character and learning his backstory and how his father treated him, then you're like, oh, my God, I I, I need to hate him, but I love him. Writing (laughs) is so good. It's so good, man. You can tell who the real evil people are, too, because when so Jamie has that moment and then does turn around. 
Cersei has that moment three times because all her kids are dead and she's still an evil bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like she just won't, she's relentless with it. But it's weird how people can flip it like just on point. Like people just become evil. Like something goes wrong. We're not backing you. We're going after them. They have more money and fuck you and we're not going to, you know, king of the north, bitch, get out of here. And <laughs> But it's like, but it's, it's the game of thrones. Like it is a money, game, money influences so much power influences so much corruption girls wo- women yeah marjorie's one of my favorite characters too it was or um marjorie's grandmother olena yes oh. is one of my favorite characters i love the twist they did where she's on dorn and then bears pops up fire and blood okay we're doing this they're gonna team up i love that <laughs> yeah yeah Varys is also another one of my favorites he's sweet he's silent and deadly he's like a fart he just, he knows, <laughs> he knows so much and he's got so much power, but he himself alone is not powerful. He just has his fingers in everything that he knows. He's the information guy. Well, the, the beauty of him is he doesn't want any of the power either. He always says, like, I serve the realm. Like he little, says it over little and over finger again. who's conniving he's to the do his own thing. Yeah. Yeah. But Littlefinger wants the power. That's the difference between Varys and Littlefinger. Yeah. They're like opposites of each other. But they Varys, do the same thing. They have like the same power. Right. Varys wants to appoint certain people to power he wants certain things to go his uh, his way without him actually doing all the work right little finger is doing the same exact thing except he's going the opposite direction i want all the power he wants the throne that's what he wants he's not going to get it because sansa's going to kill that son of a bitch yeah mm-hmm. i'm tired of him because during that whole speech the beautiful moment where they're yelling king of the north to Jon snow he stands up the little finger in the corner just because mm, he's thinking how am I going to flip it where Sansa's going to flip on her brother? I'm like, come on, please, let's not go this route. Sansa, you should have killed him in that like abandoned house when he was mentioning, oh, there's an army that could help you, which it did help, but she should have killed him. Just ugh. His um, plotting goes deep, too. Yeah, the plotting and everything goes so deep. But his that. especially. Palpatine's the best plotter, though. Um, <laughs> Except we don't see it in the movies. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. Um, what was the other? Oh, Sansa's turnaround, too. She was just... A whiny little bitch. Yep. I hated her. And she finally kind of like found her own. But she's also been shit on pretty much like four seasons straight. Yeah. You know, with uh, everyone. Littlefinger and uh, what's uh, Joffrey? Harry Tyrion. Nope. nope. Ramsey. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Yeah, Ramsey. So she's had a hell of a time for the past, like, three years. So she needed to be. And it's cool to see her somewhat morph into a cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Morph into her her mother. Like, she's all of a sudden a really strong woman backing her, the the bastard. And it's just like, wait, I I never assumed she would, like, accept being from the North, forgetting all that past. Because at the beginning... She just wants to be, I want to go and be lavish and, you know, be royalty. Now it's she all of a sudden, I, I want to just help my family. Well, because you realize that everything else is bullshit if you don't have, like, right. a family and people you care about. Yep. She knows it. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, I, man, the Red Wedding still gets me. God, oh, yeah. That was so brutal, but. Uh, so well like shot. To God. I needed to turn around because I feel like if they kept Sansa on that same path, the beginning of her arc. I would be like, okay, can she die already? Like, I don't want another Stark to die, but my God, I can't stand her. Cause, but then we start seeing, okay, <laughs> it's not her fault. Yeah, putting her into these situations, and I'm glad that she was not technically the one to do it, but she technically was the one to get Ramsey done. Yeah, killed. 
by his own dogs. That was that was that was beautiful. That was amazing. Well, we still got a lot of Starks left. You know, yep. we still have Bran. I'll still count Jon Snow as a Stark. He's Sansa, the Stark. Arya. There's there's quite a few left, and they're all kind of doing their own thing. And with this this in the season six, come back was sweet. She's Batman, by the way. Yeah, well, she's better than Batman. <laughs> she's Batman. She's better than Batman. She got money faces. Lost her parents. Left to go train with assassins. Thought they were full of shit, and now she's doing her own thing. Yeah, it's true. We just figured it out. That's what That's, I said. We're stopping a podcast now. We just we just lit a yeah light bulb. Wow. It was kind of weird because they're going in a different direction because she's going to wear a cape and cowl next season. It's going to be kind of weird. Like, she's wearing a Batman suit. That's kind of weird, but uh, she needs to. <laughs> I think she, it would, it'd be so weird. Everyone's got these, all these armor and she just shows up with a Batman suit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, she wins. Yeah. She wins. Run into the battle with Batman leggings and a cape. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we're going to wind this down. I appreciate Mr. Chainsaw. I'm calling you Mr. Chainsaw from now on. <laughs> Mr. Chainsaw. Mr. Chainsaw. From Chainsaw Reacts. That was weird. Oh, shit. Okay, this computer's good. self-destructing. <laughs> <laughs> you talk shit about Batman and Arya. Now shit's going bad. Um, but again, thank you for uh, being with us. Um, again, tell our listeners where what you do. Any like uh, new videos that are going to be coming out that you're going to be posting? Um, not that I know of because, I mean, it's all based on what gets put out. That's the I think Wonder Woman trailer comes out next week. Because so, they just classified a new Wonder Woman trailer, like which means they entered in and they had to rate it and all that stuff. So now it's just sitting. So I think, because I think next week also they have the Fantastic Beast. I think comes out next week, or is that the week after Doctor Strange? Oh no, you're right. Yeah, the next Harry Potter movie. Yeah, Ooh. or the next in the Harry Potter universe. Sure. So yeah. I think the Wonder Woman trailer will go with that. So that I mean, besides that, I mean just just check back every day i mean it just depends on what comes out i i sometimes react to older stuff so yeah chainsaw reacts everywhere that's where to find me just subscribe and then you'll know as soon as something pops up yeah and you i see you've been doing some live stuff too lately right yeah i've been doing live stuff i I feel like it's a great way to interact with people instead of me just doing another video i guess you could talk to people right uh but yeah and uh once this because i saw your tweet and i retweeted it um Once, once you post the video, I will be sending people over. I will be making a video, let people know, come check out this podcast. Beautiful. Awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we appreciate your time. Um, Listeners, thanks for listening. Just as a reference, we did Hopium IPA by Foothills. We gave it a three. I thought it was delicious. Out of North Carolina. We um, didn't even like go in and officially rate it. I didn't even say anything. Yeah, you said three. I did I? Yeah. You said I'm comfortable that. giving it a three. <laughs> Just accepted whatever you said. So if, if you are lucky enough to have this locally, uh, go pick it up. Indeed. We, we are the Rogue Squadron Podcast. I'm Opar. I'm Commander Cody. Thanks, guys. 